1: Flat Out whānau, you're with Laddie H, host of Flat Out Pride on your Free FM dial. If you're a Waikato local with an idea for your own show, Free FM would love to hear from you. Check out our website, freefm.org.nz, or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Oh wow. Kahukura whanau o Aotearoa o Te Ao. Nau no nau mai hoki To all the rainbow whanau of New Zealand and the world. Welcome and welcome back. Love to have you back on board. I Hope you've had a fabulous week. Wherever you are, whatever whatever you've been getting up to. I have just come back from a month's worth of holiday and it is... And it was super amazing i am 100 percent recharged and ready to roll got a really different perspective on life now that i uh, four weeks is, you know a bit of time to take out for yourself to recharge and really start to reflect and contemplate on things in terms of the where to next i hope that you get a chance to do some reflection and some checking in with yourself Because a healthy dose of that helps to realign the vision, uh, the desires, uh, and your pathway. Anyway, we won't go into the deep and meaningfuls. Let's just get into this fabulous show we've got going on for your Friday. So up on the show this evening, of course, we've got events to wrap up. What's hot and happening for your coming weekend in Aotearoa. Uh, best transgender musicians Uh, this is compliments of YouTube and this is a plug of course for our transgender day of visibility a bit of did you know random topics stuff it's going on around Aotearoa did you know time for a catch up on that one And. Is Pride a protest or a party? So this is a YouTube uh, conversation by Rowan Ellis. Now, Rowan is from UK, however, the topic is still very relevant for Aotearoa and across international waters. Is Pride a protest or a party? Now, if you look at it in Aotearoa, we've treated it as a party but we've, it's also had that uh, political connotation to it where um creating visibility means um creating uh, awareness consciousness um and visibility for our kahukura fano or our rainbow community um but in like in recent years we had the fano pride in prisons actually uh, make a political stand in the um, pride parade and you know that was a bit contentious for a lot of our, our rainbow Farno but that was the perfect forum to really bring that to the forefront because it would bring a lot of exposure a lot of people um, media wise and just community wise would see their message hear their message and make a choice in terms of where they stand in regards to that so, um, really valid question for, for us here in Aotearoa and across the globe. Uh, so, that's up first. And then we're going to a Beat Say This by Paul Locke. So, of course, we've got beats peppered through there. Uh, this uh, this show. Now, remember, Whana, you can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via the TuneIn app, accessradio.org. Apple Podcasts, accessmedia.nz, and now on iHeart Radio. Flat out. Um, you are tuned in to the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Whanau. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapwe, queer, questioning, fakafine, akavine, asexual, bi, And all the fabulousness in between. And of course the fluidity outside of that scope because that's also where it's at. Okay, let's get into the goodness, shall we? Is Pride a protest or a party? Let's hear what Rowan Ellis has to say.
2: The first Pride parade in New York was in 1970, a year after the Stonewall riots. It was called the Christopher Street Liberation Day March. Other marches in LA and Chicago also happened that year and thousands of people attended across the country. Pride parades are rooted in those riots and for a lot of people that should always be at the forefront of the way that we go about celebrating pride but not for everyone. Now it's interesting to note that there had been events prior to Stonewall to protest for gay rights. The annual reminder in Philadelphia, for example, but they were all rooted in seeming as normal as possible. They had dress codes where men had to wear suits and ties and women had to wear dresses. The idea was we're just like you. They held placards saying things like homosexuals should be judged as individuals. It was very I'm a, I'm not like those gays, I'm a good gay. And there had also been spontaneous protests before, um, outside the Black Cat Tavern in LA, for example. But Stonewall was this turning point. You had the bravery of the people at the fringes of even our community, the queer women of color, the drag queens, the hustlers, but then you also had people who were in touch with networks of gay and lesbian people who are able to spread the news of what was happening and people who work for gay publications like The Advocate. We spread that news. Stonewall wasn't just a turning point because it was, it was a turning point because we said it was. So undeniably pride parades have roots within these riots, within this protest culture. But is that all they are? And if there are a multitude of things, can those coexist? That uh, it's what we're going to try and unpick in this video today. So for some people the mantra pride is a protest is like that's a full sentence. Pride is a protest, end of story, that's it. And for some people it's the opposite, it's a party, it's a celebration and that's the end of the sentence and that's it. And these two ideas, this is not new, this isn't a case of like millennials are ruin- ruining pride, you know, it has always been political and now suddenly it's a party literally from the very first year that pride parades were going on this was something that people were questioning and complaining about. You know we had Christopher Street West which was the West Hollywood kind of pride that was happening in 1970 and that was a complaint because that was organised as well as by activists, by artists, by religious leaders, by social kind of leaders um, and had much more of what was like said to be a celebratory vibe um, and that was criticised even back then. But here's where those things like maybe clash a little bit which is that like is the party in itself political? Like the Queer Liberation Front in the years after Stonewall held gay-ins. Being open and out and yourself, like even today, is still a pretty radical act for a lot of queer and trans people. Other things that we might kind of distinctively say pride is in its totality is like a community event or a political march, right? There's lots of ideas about what pride can be kind of in individual strands. You know, is is pride about bringing the community together? Is pride about fighting for rights? Is it about discussing issues? Is it about sharing history? Um, and like personally, I think that to just condense it down to the very pithy like pride as a protest ignores some of the kind of things that we need as a community that can't just be settled in that very specific way. However, I think it's pretty idealistic to say that all of these things can peacefully exist together with no friction, um, particularly with the rise of the sort of party element of pride culture. This party element often increases the size and therefore the cost of pride events. And we have some examples of like LGBT community groups being priced out of the parade when they have to pay for a space, which brands then get. And we also have cases like Sheffield Pride, which has gone very hard line, that pride is a celebration and not a protest. and therefore. Therefore, we'll be able to remove placards that it say are not appropriate to that particular message. They haven't been very specific with like what those guidelines are going to be but we do know that for example you won't be allowed to use swearing on the placards. Increased size and scale and cost also means that as I mentioned brands are increasingly being bought into it. So the brands marching thing is a bit of a sticky issue. Um, on the one hand it's like is there anything wrong with these brands wanting to support the community? Is there anything wrong with them wanting to support the employees that they have that are LGBTQ+, and which are often the ones who are going to be on the float themselves? Um, but on the other hand, are, like, are there any checks and balances to work out, like, are these brands doing, like, supporting their employees the rest of the year? Um, Are Pride actually checking this, or is it just a case of, like, you can buy a float, give us the money, and you can have a float? Also, the question is, are brands marching and having floats in Pride different to brands sponsoring Pride? So, if brands are sponsoring Pride, are they actually doing more? Are they giving directly to the community? Or are they just trying to get a bigger profile um, and do they have any control over the event itself and the messages that can be portrayed there? And I do think that it will be very easy to say well like just don't have brands but I think that potentially underestimates how much Pride costs. So Brighton actually has a list of like all of its costs on its website and it is like multiple hundreds of thousands of pounds. At this scale brand involvement kind of seems inevitable. So if we say we don't want brands, we have to bring down the scale. But if we bring down the scale, that means that there is a barrier to access for people. There's like a a cap, there's a limit on the amount of people who can attend. Or they would have to charge people money to attend. So there's kind of a lack of accessibility in both ways. Either you have to be able to afford to come or you have to be some of the first people to sign up, I suppose, or turn up. And I think it's important to not forget that Pride celebrations often are not just the march itself. Pride London, for example, has like, I'm pretty sure at this point like hundreds of events that get run under its banner, which are much more small, much more niche, much more specific. There's a lot of intersectional events that get put on and those just wouldn't be possible without the kind of funding that brands bring in. And if all of the drama around Pride London's finances are to be believed, there's also a lot of restrictions that are put on Pride parades by like local councils and the police in order to make sure that it's safe and also it doesn't disrupt local businesses. Some people including Peter Tatchell have pointed out that a lot of these rising costs imposed on Pride don't seem to be equitable to the costs that are imposed on other marches and protests but they are being so so yeah i think it's easy to say that brands and corporations should have no place in pride but i think ultimately right now that's not possible i think what we need to do is work out like a way in which we can integrate this cohesively um so is it possible to have brand sponsoring but also to make sure that the most vulnerable people in our community are taken care of, that the issues are being raised properly. Like, those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. So like, for example, should a certain percentage of places on the march be taken up with activist groups and non-profits? Should a requirement of brands marching be that they have to showcase one of these issues? Is it possible for companies to fund Pride but refrain from the flashy shows of labels and products on their floats? Now these questions don't necessarily have answers, and I think there's also some sticky issues within sponsorship as well, for example A lot of prides are sponsored by alcohol brands. They're some of the first brands that got involved with the pride movement. And again, on the one hand, it makes sense because bars are often the only places that we can socialize and bars and alcohol go together pretty well. It seems like a perfect match. But if we're looking at the issue side of things, like gay people have an increased risk of alcohol dependency and alcoholism. These are brands that we want to be sponsoring these events. Like how do we fit this wide sweeping corporate sponsorship alongside the activists who are trying to deal with this issue in the first place. and I think that people are coming up with small-scale solutions so we often have smaller pride events that are happening alongside the main event we have kind of like community picnics and particularly intersectional events um, but these are very small in scale they kind of have to be because as soon as they grow they they get into the issues that the main pride is having. Because here's the thing in like Plato's perfect form of a pride absolutely we would have no brand sponsorships we would as many people who wanted to come would be able to come we would be able to protest and celebrate together but unfortunately we do not exist in the platonic ideal of 2018 so yeah compromises will have to be made somewhere I suppose my question is just like can we get the compromises to be made on the side of the corporations and not on the side of the community. Like maybe asking corporations to make space for LGBTQ plus people at these events, to support the community all year round, to work with nonprofits to like genuinely raise their profile. Basically to not just create a massive advert during this parade to sell their products. According to the Financial Times, RecuVit Pride is doing this now. Um, sponsors don't have logos on the floats the logos are on the website that's something separate whether you think the message of pride should be political or celebratory or supportive or defiant ultimately those messages are all lost if all we can see are the shiny lights and logos of companies trying to sell us something so what do you think until i see you next time bye there we go
1: Fano. what do you reckon hey eh? quite an interesting statement hey and well, back in 2018, it's 2021, and it's still pretty much the same message. Some things have shifted, but there are new small shifts. How do we make um, change? How do we become agents of change for our current state of affairs and for our future generations to come? Something to think about, something to ponder for your long weekend. All right, let us go into a beat. Uh, up next, Say This by Paul Locke. Stay tuned.
3: They were singing, they were singing
1: And no my hockey my deco fano or thou or terua to you together the voices of our community. You're tuned into to the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media for and about our Flat Out Pride Fano. You're tuned in with Lady H on your funky Friday. Hope you enjoyed that last segment there. Uh is Pride a protest or a party? What do you reckon? Tell us what you think. Uh, go to our bookface page. It's flatoutpride with a little exclamation mark. Or email us at flatoutpride at Love to hear from you. We do. We do. That last beat there We'll Say This by poor Locke. A bit of a busty beat to get you going for your long weekend. Alright, up next... Did you know some random topics from uh, across Aldebar? First up, I found if you're interested in uh, participating in a research project. So this is compliments I'll brought to you compliments of GainZ.com dot com. Participants are wanted for research into same sex attracted relationship satisfaction. Uh-huh. Researchers at the Institute of Social Neuroscience. Are conducting an online study about the connection between relationship satisfaction and same-sex attracted adults and how we change the emotional experience of ourselves or another person through social interaction. Now, to participate, you must be over 18 in a same-sex-attracted relationship of a minimum of three months. Uh, the survey is done online, takes 10 minutes, and your participation is anonymous and confidential. If you want to learn more, go to the website um, or email kim.johnson, that's capital K, capital J, at m o n a s h dot edu with any questions. There's also a link in that little um, combo blurb thing, emojig. Hmm. If you're interested Now if you didn't know Farno, It was Transgender uh, Day of Visibility And of course the transgender flag Was raised at our Parliament's forecourt To mark the International Transgender Day of Visibility The world's first transgender MP Georgina Bayer, was there to mark the occasion Of course And as was our mother of marriage equality Louisa Warren. So now this co-pop has been in its 12th year, uh, founded back in 2009 by the US transgender rights activist Rachel Crandall. Now this was to contrast with more somber and reflective Transgender Remembrance Day, which is held, as we all know, in November. Now the theme for uh, this uh, transgender visibility was hashtag be seen and transgender and gender diverse people who felt comfortable and confident were actually encouraged to post a selfie to social media with that hashtag nice 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 that's w- what we're talking about that visibility oh do you hear what's going on with Mika eh no, this guy Mm. So apparently he went to sen- sentencing, he sent out an email to his supporters saying that he would not be defined by his actions, Um, or oh, by his conviction, sorry, of perverting the course of justice. So he had a role in attempting to have a sexual complainant withdrawal his accusations of sexual assault against a wealthy businessman. So um, Huckle was sentenced to 11 months home detention for his role in the whole saga. Now I don't know the specific details but the community are not happy with the brother. Yeah, so, I mean what can you say? I don't, I don't know the full details, I wasn't there, um all he says is he will not be defined by it he's owned up um what do you say on an instagram post to proclaim i effed up the post is now deleted but he he basically put that up Mm. so interesting very interesting Oh, did you know NetSafe actually launches a campaign? So, NetSafe is the um, online organization that uh, provides safety for our whānau out there that are using uh, digital or you know media to express themselves. So, the new stats from NetSafe highlight a disturbing rate of online abuse for our kahukura or rainbow whānau. So, the non hetero and gender diverse internet users. Are significantly more likely to experience online harm than the straight peers, and this is compliments of gayexpress.co.nz. The new research looks at different types of unwanted digital communications, including physical threats, seeking to embarrass, stalking, and making unwelcome sexual advances in our rainbow community. So the data shows that in two thousand and eighteen. 13% of non-hetero respondents were physically threatened online but this jumped to 21% in 2020. The figures are much higher than for hetero oh, the hetero whanau. So 2020, of course, it would have jumped because everybody was online. There was no way to connect with each other face-to-face thanks to COVID. So considerable increase uh, of people that were sending unwanted digital communications. Um, 20% Increase for those saying that they'd sent a sexual advance when they weren't sure it was wanted.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: So the results land as NetSafe launches its nationwide Hair for Every Stripe of the Rainbow campaign to support our LGBTQIA internet users. NetSafe Chief Executive Martin Cocker. Oh. Darling says the results were regrettable and reinforced the need for a campaign explicitly targeting our rainbow whanau could benefit from that support. It's utterly unacceptable that any person should be subjected to harm online due to their sexuality, gender or sex characteristics. NetSafe will do whatever we can to help stop the harm, Caucus says. So, he uses the launch of the campaign to encourage anyone from our rainbow whanau to contact NetSafe or you know, to ask for help, or visit their website for resources, or to make a report. Now, NetSafe, NetSafe doesn't just support those who are on the receiving end of harm, harmful digital communications. Now, those people that have actually caused the harm, yes, caused the harm to another person, are able to contact NetSafe for advice to reverse their wrongdoing. So if you messed up and you want to fix it, you can still contact NetSafe. The higher rate of abuse online for non-hetero people than our hetero counterparts is not the only troubling finding. NetSafe surveys show that in several areas, the rate of reported abuse had risen and not fallen over the three years examined. Lots of key stats, really, really long here, but in short, no. You can utilise their, um, their expertise. Managing director, Miss tabley Besley, yes, gal, says NetSafe data highlighted the need for more information and education targeting rainbow communities, particularly online safety and healthy relationships. Now, you know, we know that our non-hetero people, and particularly young people, are more likely to use the internet to explore their sexuality and stigma and discrimination still exist across Aotearoa, very rampant, towards those with diverse sexualities. Unfortunately, the internet isn't always a safe place, and people need to know that there is support available and actions they can take if they are on the receiving end of unwanted digital communications. There we go. Despite being more at risk of online abuse, the survey found a non-hetero were more likely to disagree with the idea of introducing specific legislation to stop the spread of hateful information online. Non-heteros uh, were more likely to believe that everyone had a role to play in addressing malicious content online. Now, if you want to know their dates. Uh text NETSAFE to four two eight two. Call O five oh eight NETSAFE or eight uh O five oh eight six three eight seven two three. Or you can email help at netsafe.org.nz or you can visit their um website netsafe.org.nz. Boom. There we go, find it. That's another did you know? I did not know. So really, really interesting um information. Oh, Going over to immigration. So apparently, they put a link to a slang page calling gay men bum bandits. Shame. Immigration NZ. How dare you? So they did apologize. They did own up. But how the heck did that happen? Ooh. Okay, let's go. So the New Zealand government. Okay, let's go over to them. They confirm once again. Their commitment to ban conversion therapy in Aotearoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll just wait and see on that one, shall we? Oh, and still with the government. Did you know that they are actually the government announces first ever nationwide funding of mental health services for Rainbow Youth? So they're talking at about three to four mil. Again. We'll sit and wait for that information um, and to see that action come into play. But hey, what do you know? Did you know? And oh, ah, Alright, that's it for that one. Let's go into a beat. OTC, uh, the song is Stay Work, so it is a remix version um, of that beat. Let's go into it. <laughs> I'm my fun. I know my hockey my. tune back into the Flat Out pride hour here on Free FM, eighty-nine point zero Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via the tune TuneIn app, accessradio.org, Apple Podcasts, Access Media, and now on iHeart Radio. Flat out Tui ngari o, hap- yeah, nga o te hapuri. What happened there? Tui ngario o te hapuri. Bringing together the voices of our community. That's how we do's at FreeFM. Yeah, you flat out pride on your Fridays at five. H on your mic, welcome to the show. Love having you on board, whether you're you're across international waters or in Aotearoa. I hope you're enjoying the show so far to kickstart your long, long weekend. That last week there was YOTC, and the song is Stay Woke. Right, we've got events. What's hot and happening for your coming weekend to wrap up? We've got trans, Best Transgender Musicians. Let's roll into that. Uh, this is compliments of YouTube. I wanted to do a bit of a celebration stuff, acknowledgement of our... Transgender whanau or Transgender Day of Visibility. Hashtag be seen. Yeah. Um plus I love music so the two just go beautifully. Uh let's go into that, and of course we're gonna have a beat and then uh, what's hot and happening for you coming weekend. So stay tuned again. No maharamai. Love you, being on board. <laughs>
0: Did you ever wonder if there is
4: any transgender musician or a specific type of music for transgender people? The answer to that is yes and no. Although there is no special music genre specific for the transgender people but they have in fact overtaken all of the music styles. Here is a list of the best songs ever written and performed by transgender people. Country music. Artist. Skylar Kurgill releasing videos regularly on Skylark11, one of the most popular YouTube channels ever produced by a trans man. Skylar Kurgill has also released a book from his ongoing photo project Rehumanizing the Transmasculine Community in 2013. Here is an extract of the album, Tell Me a Story Released in 2014.
5: And does your voice change? How come you don't feel ashamed? What kind of love do you make?
4: Long Island native Ryan Casada wrote seven albums, toured the country as a speaker, and appeared on TV several times. Including on Larry King Live, The Tyra Show, and CNN, all before the age of 21. Here is an extract of the track Soda Cans. rock and punk music. Founding popular Canadian alt-rock band The Clicks in 2004, Lucas Silveira is well known for his fiery and sultry vocals, being the first up trans man voted sexiest man in Canada in a popular magazine, and his advocacy for LGBT people. Here is an extract of his album Black Tie Elevator.
6: Don't look my way,
0: just turn around. Laura Jane Grace made a stir in the music world when she came out as a trans woman to Rolling Stone in 2012. Since then, she and Against Me, the popular punk band she's fronted since age 17, have released Transgender Dysphoria Blues, an album addressing the trans theme and Grace has released a documentary series for AOL Originals titled True Trans with Laura Jane Grace. The song below is full of images that many trans women will recognize.
4: Pop music New to the pop scene, Amash Hagryson is already developing a following for her warm presence and catchy covers. Including an impressive rendition of For Good from the musical Wicked. Here is a trailer of her cover to Jason DeRullo's song The Other Side.
5: Don't just get drunk, disturb the peace, and then you find your hands all over me and then you bite your lip, whisper and say we're going all the way.
4: Rap and hip hop music. A spoken word artist turned rapper, Rocco Catastrophe is widely credited as one of the first out trans male performers in hip-hop. In 2009 he collaborated with photographer Amos Mack to launch the first quarterly magazine on trans male culture, Original Plumbing. Here is the track, Wake Me If I'm Dreaming.
0: So this is what it's like to see less. I used to try to imagine
6: you couldn't guess. and so now I'm trapped in the it's all just a mess. Get my head right. Like life ends and starts with dreams. Who can mend the heart? What seems tear, it seems fair when it isn't. A mean stare in decision that changes everything in the blink of an eye. And I can think how to try to fit the pieces like a puzzle or release this type of trouble and struggle.
4: artist in the homo hot movement minneapolis-based heidi barton stink says that she's away from the sexualized lyrics and party songs that have long dominated the genre instead focusing on among other topics the lack of inclusion and visibility of trans and gender variant people in mainstream culture here is an extract of her recent track labels
3: it can be up, I realize there's nothing here for me Whoever here before has pigleted every fruitless tree Original, it's difficult, or live from solid land A city's been on a map already, show me both your hands no, I don't need trap. I'm just bobbing weed Well, I'm spitting coolish like an ice machine I never was a man, I dropped the label I'm a bad, sad
5: chick, but my dish unstable
1: Well, there you go, Farno the chan tran- transgender musicians, uh, trans single brought to you by YouTube. Yeah, really interesting. Um, I love that these different genres. I love that our community has just gone across the whole scope of um, creative musical sound, and that there's political um, stance and all within their weata that is keeping it real and plugging out for um, for us, for our rainbow colours, especially our trans whānau. So yeah stunning is I'm going to do some more research and um, just tune into these beats and bring you some more through all our shows, up, up and coming shows. Stunning, stunning and stunning. So to highlight the support of our whānau and uh, plug out a beat from one of our transgender whānau, Kali Kali, Kali Uchis uh, Telepartia is the next beat coming up. I hope you enjoy that. Let's go into that beat, then we'll roll into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. Love having you on board far no back whanau you're tuned back into the flat out pride hour here on free fm 89.0 independent community media live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz the tune in app accessradio.org apple podcasts accessmedia.nz and now on iHeartRadio. radio flat out you're tuned into the station in the show that celebrates us the glit fair brain by so That's us, Fridays at 5, and your free FM dial. Lady H, on your mic, that last beat there was Telepatia by Kelly Uchis. I really hope I'm saying her name right. Um, Yes, so that was to acknowledge our Best Transgender Musicians segment. Let's go into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend in Aotearoa. So what I've managed to find for you today, Waiheke Jazz Festival is happening and one of my favourite bands there um, is going to be playing there I should say. Tickets are from festival or one word, all lowercase, .co.nz. Um, yes, yes and yes. Lots, lots, lots of fun. For your sad day, the little big markets are happening at Mount Maunganui. That's at Coronation Park. That's free for anyone that wants to just rock on up. 250 Manganui Road at The Mount in Tauranga Moana. Bunny and Her Honeys, an Easter drag show. So that's obviously for your day, Ivy Bar and Cabaret and Wellywood. That's 63 Cuba Street, Te Aro, Wellywood. You need to go to Event Finder, that's A, not E-R, um, nz. Um to get your ticks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um it will be hosted by the House of Drag says one, it girl herself, Bunny Holiday. Cool, right? And the honeys are Anna Dickton, Scarlet Adams, Volga Tits, Just Beth Curti Icon, Harley Lux Maria Richmond, and v- Veronica Hart. Stunning. Good Neighbour Bottomless Brunch is happening in Hamilton for your Saturday. Bottomless Brunch at Keystone, up along Victoria Street there. Whitechapel Jack at the Coroglen Tavern, and that's at in Coromandel. That's at, what, six o'clock? Love me about a bit of Whitechapel Jack there good beats good beats mali new zealand all stars at the black barn winery and havelock north so that's in heretonga Whana or havelock north here, Hastings. Hey, go to www.eventfinder.co.nz to get your ticks mm-hmm, mm-hmm That starts at 6 pm for your sunday are good locals give back so koi koi reserve in tauranga um, go Again, get tickets from eventfinder.co.nz uh, for your Easter Sunday. Now there's a schedule of events designed with families in mind. So take your kids along for the family Easter Egg Hunt and that's free from 9.30am to 10.30am. Uh, search for hidden letters around the lake to make a word and win an Easter Egg for the kids. $10 entry fee for 15 plus, $14 and under are free for the run. All the proceeds go to Trek Charity in support of Kiwi Kids. Thousands of dollars worth of prizes to be won for best dressed theme and spot prizes. 12pm to 5pm, a lovely fun family day out. Sundown's Sunset Session, Mali NZ All-Stars at Mount Mungunui. Now, for your Monday next week, the transgender support group is happening at the historic village in Tauranga Moana. Uh, go to Bookface to find out more. Tuesday for your sixth vinyl drag quiz is happening at the vinyl bar. Ooh, stabunning. It is free to attend That's 66 Courtney Place. Nice. Oh, there's a public night if you're interested in viewing the stars. Hamilton Astronomical Society Observatory. Hui! Tauranga Trans Youth Group is happening at the historic village in Tauranga Moana. There's a women's climbing club on your Thursday, and then into your Friday, bowls and drag for the Whanganui Pride. There's more next weekend, but I'll share more in our next show. Yes, yes, yes. hope you enjoyed um, the randomness that is. Random random rainbowness. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a beat of the generation called uh, That is the name of the band and the song is called Signs. Have a fabulous weekend Fano, wherever you are, whatever you're getting up to, whoever you're getting up to for your long weekend. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Condom and lube are your safest form of protection. Modi order, love, light and laughter out to you all. It's me, Lady H signing off. Catch your love next week. Modi order.